have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. Hey y'all, this is the modern day hero, Kevin Douglas, the former NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion. And I just encourage each one of you to come on here and listen to this podcast, the I Know You Hear Me podcast with Glenn Hendricks, the top wrestling podcast for acting, wrestling, and all kinds, all things entertainment. So come check us out anytime. Man, oh man, we are almost at one year. By this time next week, we're going to be singing Happy Birthday to the I Know You Hear Me podcast. How is that possible? I'm I'm still trying to process that myself, guys, so I, I'm still trying to figure out how I how this took off the way it did, and to say that I am eternally humbled that you guys have stayed on board for a full year, you like what I'm doing, I, I can't say thank you enough. You've checked out this podcast. You've checked out my sister podcast, Tales from the Haunt. You've checked out my sponsors. You've checked out my Jimmy Street and Wolfie D and their podcast, Live and in Color with Wolfie D. You guys are awesome. You're following the social media pages. You're getting the word out there. You've left the reviews on Apple. You've left the reviews on Spotify. You guys are awesome, and I can't thank you enough. So to celebrate us coming up on the one year here, I'm going to give this a little bit of a change on the show. We're going to be very minimal on the commercials and ads, and we're going to jump right into it because, guys, I am excited for the guest that we've got here tonight. Uh, Man, to say that this guy is a motivator is an understatement. They always say that, you know, you don't want to sit at the table where people gossip. You want to sit at at the table where people talk business and are motivated. And if that's the case, this is a guy that you want at your table. So I'm going to make sure I do his intro justice here because he has done my website justice. He has done my awesome voiceover networking logos justice. This guy, I cannot say enough good things about. So let's get into his intro because it's going to take a second. This guy is a marketing and business coach. He's a motivator. He's a mentor. He's a branding and social media specialist. He's a voiceover authority. He is the undisputed heavyweight champion of content. He is the leader of the Go Get It Nation, the host of One More Round with Corey's Fight Club, and you've probably heard me reference him in a couple of my wrestling comeback promos over the last year. When I say I wanted to go get it, this man encouraged me to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to have on the podcast here tonight, Corey Disson. Corey, thank you for being here, man. Let's go. What an intro. (laughs) I try, man. I got to take you on the road with me. Yeah, oh, please do. I'm all for some travel, man. I get that wrestling background. Got to get it back in swing. Well, thank you. It's very humbling. Of course, man. uh, You pitched me, and uh, and and I'm honored that I get to, uh, you know, be towards the end of the year, you know, to celebrate your one-year anniversary. Congratulations to you. Thank you, sir. 
done many years of podcasts, it's a good landmark when you hit that one year mark. Absolutely. And that's a uh, man, that, I got to say, that's one big thing that's been a, a, a consistent thing for me to the point where, spoiler alert, I record a lot of these ahead of time early to get them in the can because life is crazy. Everybody knows that. But I've always heard that stigma that if you miss a week, that's the death of the podcast. So I've done everything in my power to avoid that. And I mean, again, like the shirt you're wearing right now, like the beanie that people have seen me wearing, go get it. I wanted it, man. I just, I had to follow that mentality and I've burned the midnight oil to make it happen. But man, I do not regret it. Love it. Yes, Love sir. It. So dude, let's, uh, let's talk about you, man, because I actually got introduced to you through a former guest of the show, Greg Arnold. And okay. man, you came at such a strong recommendation from him but once I got connected with you and I started seeing the impacts and the positivity that you shared with so many people, I just got to know, man, like, take me back to the beginning. Where did all of this get ingrained with you and how did you become such a motivated person? Wow. I mean, uh, do we have enough time? But I'll, I'll It's all yours, man. You. I'll be as concise as I can. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm the son of a teacher. Mm -hmm. My mom. Uh, you know, God rest her soul. She just recently passed, but uh, you know, she was a teacher and a leader. Uh, my father, uh, pretty strong personality leader. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was brought up, it was you were brought up to be independent, to learn how to take care of yourself. And I was pushed very hard in that regard. And I played, I played a lot of athletics from when I was small up through, you know, even in my college years. But I played, you know, high school baseball and. Uh, was introduced to uh, a couple of coaches that I still talk to today over 30 years later that have a big impact on my life. That's a powerful thing right there. Yeah. And uh, you know, guys by the name of Greg Goodwin and uh, Tom Clark. Mm -hmm. um, and they were, they, they were about as good as motivators as you can get. And they had different styles. Absolutely. One was a little more tough. And the other one was, uh, did it with a big smile, but you know, I pulled little, elements from each and they just stuck for whatever reason those mm -hmm. guys just had a big impact on me and in every uh vocation or occupation that i had i always got a chance to be the oldest brother i always gravitated to the front of the classroom i always wanted to be the boss that was just my personality and i i spent i've spent my entire life trying to not, i don't want to use the word convince or persuade, because then it sounds like you're selling, but trying to get people to pull on the same side of the road. Yeah. that That's basically what management or being a leader is all about. Getting a bunch of people with different personalities, different motivations, different reasons for being in that room with you to do the exact same thing. Absolutely. And I've taken that, you know, when I got into the, the radio industry um, in the production industry, because that's where I got my chops. I ran a studio for almost 30 years. And, you know, it was very important for me to make sure that the producers and the administrators and the interns uh, were all functioning in a certain way. Mm -hmm. we, had a, we had a standard. So someone had to speak up. Someone had to, you know, uh, you know, get to the front of the line. And I just, you know, that, that was me. And uh, even, you know, odd jobs I had through college. I, I was a doorman at a nightclub. I did that for many years. Go figure. Um, <laughs> so you, you get introduced to people at their worst and you learn how to deal with people. Yep. Um, so all of these sort of combined experiences, athletics, my upbringing, 
my position in the company as I rose through the ranks, mm -hmm. it was it was on my shoulders. Someone had to step up. Someone in order to get things done, and, and quite selfishly, in order for me to get paid. Absolutely, things had to get done. And you know where Go Get It was born, and and you know the iteration of my life now. It, you know that was born from. I took the production company about as far as I thought I could take it. My children, my older son's out of the house, you know, living on his own. He's his own man. My youngest was getting ready to enter college, mm -hmm. and he's a, he's a college athlete, and, you know, I never missed a game. That's From the sign of a good dad right there. Till graduated high school, I never missed a game, and I vowed I would not miss a game when he played college baseball, and he was due to play college baseball in Virginia. We were living in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, you know what? We're just going to. We're going to move down to Virginia. We're going to go watch him. And Man. I just, I walked away from all of it because, you know, and I know we'll talk about this probably later in the show. Mm -hmm. Quality time left, my friend. Yes. I'm not, you know, one day that nice brown beard of yours is going to turn white like mine. I'm surprised it hasn't already to be 100% honest with you. I'm, I look <laughs> for it every day though. I look for it every day, but no, I, I, I relate to that 100% man. So that's why I decided to uh, to pack up and, you know, spend my time doing something where I could pass on all this knowledge and experience that I picked up in my professional life and in my athletic life. And even, you know, I've, I've been a coach. I coached athletics. I coached. I trained. You know, uh, I was a personal trainer for a long time. Same here. Uh, I coached MMA athletes. I did oh, a nice. lot of different things. And uh, I, I was able to channel all those skills. Okay, I, you know, how can I mix voiceover, audio, video, media, personal training, you know, management? All how can I, you know, put them in a pot, stir them up, and serve them to everybody? Yeah. And you know, that that's when Corey, the motivator, the mentor, the media manager, was born. And I would put out little videos on social media just to try to you know, inform or give some information or tips. And then I, and then I just kind of, I remember watching Sylvester Stallone. Go figure, I'm a Rocky fan. Of course. And he would always, on Instagram or Facebook, he would always end his videos, and he still does. He says, keep punching. And I said, hmm, I like that. What can I do that isn't keep punching but is uniquely mine? I didn't know what the words were yet, but I was giving an instruction on a video one day, and I, I was thinking I was talking about uh, how you spend your time. Stop complaining. If you want something, just go get it. And I was like, that's it. And I just wrapped everything around, go get it, go get it nation, the go get it express, you know, all that stuff. And that's those these three words sum up my entire life. Man, Every is... time I've wanted to do something, I picked it out, and I came up with a game plan to go get it, whatever it was. So now I'm just trying to preach what we call the go-get-it gospel. I love to it. Everyone that'll listen, and if I can inspire you or anyone else in internet land to go out and, and work their butt off and conquer their dreams and goals, well, then when I leave this earth and I gave a little bit of a stamp Absolutely. That you know legacy lives on. Absolutely. That legacy lives on. 
So man, so that's kind of that's kind of the nutshell story of how Go Get It was born. And, and that that nutshell has given me so many questions that I just I want to expound on here. So let's go. First one, um, especially like as a parent, I'm I'm a dad myself. With by the time this airs, a seven year old and a three year old, okay. and we both know that having boys, they can be stubborn. They think they know everything, even at a young age. Sure. With you having that world of knowledge, and not even just for the kids, but you know, like for people around you as well, if they don't, let's just say they're not as receptive to what you're telling them, or you know, like trying to teach them right out of the gate. Do you have a way to like navigate that kind of scenario, or are you just kind of plant the seeds and let it wait? Like, do you adapt it to that situation, or does what you normally do kind of stand the course of what's going on? Well, you know, when I work with my clients. First is, is if you're going to work with me, you're going to put forth a hefty investment. Yes. So you are compelled to pay attention. Absolutely. If you're, if you're going to put forth that cabbage to pay me for what I'm going to bring, it behooves you to not just hear what I'm saying, but to listen. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between hearing Very and true. And I make it very clear, and people kind of know what they're going to get before they sign up with me because I'm ever-present on social media, and and what you see is what you get. This isn't an act. This isn't shtick. I'm not not doing a a wrestling promo, and I know we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not putting it on. This is me. When people meet me, I talk this way. I, I wear this shirt in public. You know, this is my real haircut. That's my <laughs> head behind my head. That's me. So people have an idea and they know that I'm going to be very direct. I'm not a jerk. I don't no. think I'm a jerk. I'm actually probably a big teddy bear, but I'm very direct. And, you know, my, where, where I come in is, is I'm your mirror. Okay. A lot of times folks don't like to look in the mirror. That's true. Very true. Because it shows a reflection of what everybody else sees. And I come to the table and I'm very objective and I say, this is what I see. Basically, if you have a flat tire on your car, I'm going to tell you you have a flat tire. Mm -hmm. Period. And look, I've worked with hundreds of clients all over the world. And do I have a perfect batting average? No. I'm pre- I got a pretty good one. Absolutely. Pretty good. But there are some clients that just can't break through, and it's less because they don't like my style. It's less of that, but more of, oh, it dawns on them. I actually got to do work. Yeah. I got to work on this. It's not snap my fingers, hit the easy button, mm-hmm. close to the finish. It requires steadfast, diligent brick by brick step by step work and that's that's just not for everybody that's no matter true. how much i you know stamp my foot or preach and holler and espouse you know all the benefits of it some folks are just they'll, they'll tell me what i want to hear and then i can tell in between sessions that they're not putting forth the right effort so very very true when it happened when that happens you know sometimes you just got to cut bait i mean that's that's the plain and short of it right there and Honestly, one thing you said right there, just with being direct, that was one of the first things that caught my attention with you because it seems like in today's day and age, um, there's a lot of vague responses, whether it's 
at work or, you know, like trying to reach out to somebody about a potential job opportunity for a voiceover gig, whatever it may be. There's not a lot of follow through, uh, you know, like whether it's a response or even just other people that you're communicating with. So the direct and just straightforward answers that you gave me was something that was just like an automatic thumbs up because it's it's what I personally gravitate towards. And again, too, I think it's something that not a lot of people in today's day and age are accustomed to. It just doesn't seem like it's the norm anymore. Well, you know, you know, you said it very well. Everyone's afraid that uh, to hurt somebody's feelings. Yes. And I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but I'm going to be honest. I'm going Absolutely. To tell the truth. I'm going to tell you what I think. Um, and if that's, and I make it very clear, if that's not for you, please do not hire me. Right. Don't hire me. I'm, you're not hiring me to be your friend. Now, can we be very friendly? Can we cultivate a relationship and get tight and check on each other? Happens all the time. It's oh, yeah. beautiful. It's an awesome thing. Absolutely. But there's there's a there's got to be a, a, a time where you you have to be direct with the people who are paying you. Yes. And there some folks are going to respect you for that. Some folks are going to resent you. But you got to be honest because at the end of the day, there's a there's that word that does have the eye in it. You know, they say there's no eye in team, mm-hmm. but there is an eye in integrity. <laughs> oh yeah. You got to sure have integrity because that's you know that's what creates word of mouth. That's what creates your reputation. Mm-hmm. That's what gets people to believe in you. Um, and if if people think you're full of it, you're, you're just I mean word spreads. It's a it's oh, a yeah. small small world we're in. Oh yeah. And, you know, not many people. There are some people that don't like what I say, but they don't have a problem that I said it. The big difference. Yes. So with that, I yield the floor <laughs> to you. But man, that's so powerful, though. There's so much there that we could we could probably spend the rest of uh, this entire interview talking about just that. But there's so much more meat on the bone that we got to get to. Let's go. But like with you juggling all of these different things and you know tying it all into one kind of enterprise, there. How did you? What was the process like for you? bringing all of this together and what was it like for you when you hit some roadblocks and hurdles along the way like how did you recover from that and keep going to turn everything into what it is right now so i mean the first thing you got to know is i was never ever afraid to work two jobs at once Mm -hmm. okay you know i think is it the rock who said it i'm not sure he said if you're spending eight hours a day working for someone else and you won't put four extra ones in for yourself you're in for a long haul. I believe I, that. I, I believe he that, did say but, that, but I think but I think he did like say something that. like that. Yeah. So even you know whether it was as a full time college student, I worked three jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the full time college student, I got hired for the company that was the production company that I stayed with for twenty seven plus years. Wow. I got that job while I was a junior in college. Man. Worked. Went to college full time. Worked for that. You know, put hours in there. I was unloading trucks at a Toys R Us for $4.25 an hour. Ooh, dream and job I was right there. still working the door at a couple of different nightclubs for spending cash. I, I, I was never allergic to hard work. Yeah. When I, 
when I got my job, you know, in in the radio production industry, mm-hmm. you know, I was 19 years old in college. My friends were going to the beach and going to nightclubs and having all this fun, and they would call me at you know one, two in the morning. Corey, where are you at, man? We're having so much fun. And I'm cutting up promos or you know, recording commercials or doing all this stuff because I saw this. I didn't know what this was yet. Yeah, I saw myself at near age 50 where I wanted to be. And I knew I had to do that then, even after I got married, when my wife got pregnant with my little one, I was selling Christmas trees on the weekends to make extra money, literally to put dollar bills and $5 tips in a, in an envelope to pay for diapers and formula. Um, so Fast forwarding to, to, you know, go get a nation and my consulting business. Mm -hmm. I started this business while I was still running the production company. This business was started in July of 2018. I left the production company two years later, July of 2020. So I would work early mornings. I would work late at night. I would work weekends. I would, you know, grab a call, uh, sitting at my desk, you know, Mm -hmm doing two things at once and I'll even one up that from 2013 to 2018 while managing a national production company doing six to 700 commercials a month. I got the wild idea to start a personal training business kind of freelancing at a gym that I was lifting at, you know? So I said, ah, if I can get a few people to pay me, I'll make a few extra bucks save up. Well, you know, three, four months later, I had a dozen clients. Wow. So then I went and got a, 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 a an office, like a studio. Mm-hmm. And by the time I sold the business five years later, I had my own building. I owned all my own equipment. I had six people working for me. Wow. And the only thing, I fired myself as a trainer the last year and a half that I owned the business. And all I did was clean the toilets and write the checks. Dude, that is amazing. So I did i was never allergic to doing yeah multitasking. that's kind of the buzzword and i also like i told you my son was a college athlete i knew he was going to virginia we mm-hmm. knew he was recruited as a sophomore we knew he'd be leaving the state of pennsylvania two years later so i had a plan i said i'm going to get this up and rocking so if i am not connected to the production company anymore i'll stand on my own two feet with my gig and, you know, it's just, I, I'm, I'm not allergic to working hard. Absolutely. So the and fact that I'm not running a major production company anymore. And, you know, I, I have a lot of people working for me behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. On staff, I have a creative director and I have a couple of virtual assistants and I have a podcast producer. And my wife helps me. There's a whole team that helps put all this stuff out and, um, so there's a lot going on, but if you want to dominate, you better delegate. Absolutely. And man, and that's, that's what I do. That's another question too. Like, uh, actually there's a two part question in that, but since you said delegate, let's go back to that real quick. What was your process like for delegating these responsibilities? Because I know myself, uh, especially with starting a second podcast, uh, my partner was like, look, I know you have a lot on your plate. So please don't be afraid to delegate some of those responsibilities to me. I know I'm more of a person that just 
doesn't know how to say no more times than I probably should. So I take more on my plate than I probably need to. How did you like figure out what to delegate and what your limit was, so to speak, on some of that stuff? Well, I really learned to do that running the production company mm-hmm. because you know as the company grew. So, but when the production company started, it was me and the owner. So I was the administrative assistant. I was the audio producer. Uh, I was the salesman. I did it all. Then it got to the point where I couldn't do all three things simultaneously. So we brought on an intern. An intern turned into an assistant. Training, grooming this person. Mm -hmm. Learning to let go of a few things because it gets to the point. Look, I'm not afraid to work hard, but you don't want to work hard 20 hours a day. You got to have a life too. And I was probably a certified workaholic. My wife will tell you that. She'll tell you that really <laughs> loud. But uh, um, And then as the company kept growing, eventually I had to make the decision to fire myself as an audio producer. I had to step out of the studio and run the business, actually run the business. And so I learned that if you bring the right people on and you train them properly and you give them the necessary motivation, and you like we talked about getting them to pull on the same side of the road. Yeah, Absolutely. Then you start getting things done at scale. That's how you grow. And I've applied that same principle to my companies. You know, my design firm, my consulting firm, my podcasting. I have qualified people in place that I have long relationships with that I trust, that I don't have to spoon feed or babysit them. I just give them something to do. They take care of it. I pay them. It's really simple. As it should be, yeah. What you get done when you just boil it down to that. Please Mm -hmm. do this. They get it done. I pay them like that. No one ever has to wait to get paid by me. Ask anybody who ever wrote a check to. Even if your invoice says net 30, you get it net one. Yep. Man, I respect the hell out of that. I can't say that enough. That is amazing. I want people compelled to work hard for me because I can be demanding. Yes. There's certain things I want done. I want them done quickly and, and in a certain uh, method or order or style, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But the people I have in place now, I, there's it's li- so hands-free for me. I am so lucky. I've known these people for over a decade, uh, and they've done tons of great work for me. So I have, you know, I'm not sitting here with you wearing this cool shirt and having this cool thing behind me without those people, you know, I'm, I'm standing on their shoulders, man. I love hearing that. So man, and all of that too, the other thing you said that really jumped out to me is you don't want to be working 20 hours a day with only four hours to yourself. So when you're wearing all those hats too, and like you said, you've got a family that's growing, you've got a son that's going off to college. How do you, prioritize getting the time in for yourself and avoiding burnout and mental fatigue during all that? What is Corey's method for all that? Well, so, you know, I really learned best how to do that as this company, my design firm, my consulting business was, it was right after, you know, it was born and Mm -hmm. it started to gather steam and actually started, Hey, this, this is a thing. This is actually making money. And, I made a conscious decision to start booking appointments with myself. Like I book appointments for everybody else. I had to learn how to do that. Oh man. And 
And that's everything from eating the right food, going to bed at the right time. Uh, I w- there was a time I was booking, I was getting up at 3 a.m. so I could work out at 3.30 to Been 5 there, done that, yeah. To get it done so I could take my son to school and then come back and go to work uh, for my own sanity. And since, you know, here we are, you know, my company's in its going almost in our fifth year. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm at the point where I schedule my work around my life, Man. not my life around my work. Now that didn't, you, I mean, that sounds so nice and it's kind of sing-songy mm-hmm. and it's profound, but you can't just snap your fingers and do that. It yeah. takes a lot of work to make that happen. Absolutely. It's like you, you said know, earlier. I have, I have things that run kind of on autopilot. Mm-hmm. I have a team that works for me. Uh, thank goodness I can bill a certain rate that affords me that I don't have to have 150 million clients. I can be selective. Yep. But, uh, you know, you know, case in point. Um, you know, my son's a college athlete, plays college baseball. He plays, you know, he, he's going to play three, four games a week. Started last week. I am not missing a game. Absolutely. Like those are appointments. And, you know, if my customers don't like that, well, I'm sorry. But, you know, my attitude is, is the money that I bill, the money that I collect, it's all for that anyway. Mm-hmm. It's for my family. That's it. And, you know, I, I, I believe I've earned the privilege of I wake up every morning, I have coffee with my wife. I, I just sat down and had a nice, beautiful dinner at the table with my wife and my son. My wife and I, are we live 10 minutes from the beach. We want to go take a ride down to the beach. It's we amazing. go ride down to the beach and we want to yeah. go out. It was a su- Sunday afternoon. We said, ah, come on. We went to a little restaurant, sat outside, you know, had a had a beverage. It was beautiful. But that didn't come overnight. That took a right. lot of work behind the scenes so I could have those mechanisms to make it happen. Bottom line, putting myself first. Sounds very selfish, but it, it really does. isn't. And that's the thing, too. And I mean, like, it's been a recurring theme that I've had many guests on here talk about, especially like it seems like with the culture today, it's the harder you work. And the more you work yourself into the ground, we don't look at that portion of it. But the more you do that, the more on a pedestal you're held or you're held to a higher standard because that's just the norm now. It's not cool to put yourself first. It's not cool to make the appointments with yourself when that should be a priority that benefits everybody. So like, like you said earlier, you know, if there was an easy button that somebody could push to do it, everybody would have done it by now. But it, like there's, you said, it's a high wire act. It's yes. a high wire act because the only, the only pushback I would give you on that is some folks miss time yep. when they can do it. Yep. They have they think, well, I need to put myself first, but they haven't done all of the hard work ahead of time to warrant that. Very it's like true. You can't just step into the office and be a CEO. You That's gotta it, earn yeah. that. So I like to feel that I earned it. If I was a cop, brother, I'd have a gold watch and a pension. Right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not. So I had to create a scenario where I could sort of enjoy my, I consider myself semi-retired. Honestly, I don't work 40 hours a week. Um, you know, and, and I try real hard not to. Absolutely. You know, I do, I do a lot of things behind the scenes, but I only take a certain amount of calls with clients per week. Um, you know, and I, and I delegate to my team and that's because I spent 
two and a half decades not doing that. So I now it's it. now it's time for me to enjoy. Yes, sir, it is. I mean, that's reap you know, reap the rewards. Like enjoy the fruits of your labor. That's what it all comes down to. Makes every single bit of it worth it. I'm gonna give you three letters to remember mm-hmm. for your whole audience to remember. Q T L. Quality time left. You can work like a dog, you can make a million dollars. But the thing that has the most currency, the most value, is the quality time you have left with your family. One hundred percent. You can't. It's true. You can't take it with you, man. You know, money is important. Money affords you freedom mm-hmm. to do certain things. So you need to, ha- you know, you, I want to keep the refrigerator full. I want to yep. keep gas in the car. Keep the lights the on. Paid. Yep. But otherwise, you know, I've owned homes motorcycles we've traveled the world we've done all kind of crazy things but the number one thing that's important to me is walking on the other side of this door in this room and seeing my beautiful wife sitting out there even if she's hollering at me for something absolutely that's worth worth it or seeing my son across the hall that i you know i'm fortunate that he lives at home even though he's a college athlete we're very lucky yeah and i mean that's that honestly that's something that i didn't have from my dad growing up so it's something that I am trying above and beyond to make sure that I don't bring into this household. So just hearing that, you know, coming from you and seeing how much of a priority that is to you, like nothing but respect on this end for that. So thank you for, for, you know, just putting that out in the world and being a prime example of what a hardworking father that provides for his family should be that still makes time for them. So thank you for that. Yes, sir. My pleasure. Man. So one other question about the kids now too, like as they're growing up, especially like with your son that's in college, still living at home, have they, you know, as they're developing and finding their own interests in the world, have they expressed any interest in following in your footsteps with any of this? Uh, in small ways, my older boy is the artist. Mm-hmm. Now he's, he's married now. He's a musician. Uh, he has a, uh, a, a job to pay the bills. Absolutely. He's doing the music for fun. But yep. I, I'd like to think that, his interest in pro tools and audio editing and, and all the gear and all that stuff, maybe, you know, rubbed off on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a pretty strong minded kid. Always, no matter what I tried to help him with, he always wanted to do it himself. So, uh, my, my younger boy, um, has an interest in music, but you know, look, he, he gets, he gets paid to hit the books and hit bombs. Absolutely. Period. And That's... he's fine with that. So he his day is lifting weights, eating, practice, games, sleep, repeat. And because he's got a shot, fingers crossed, uh, of being picked up in the MLB draft. So oh, we'll man. see what happens. Keeping my fingers crossed, and hopefully we'll have some good positive updates for our audience on that too. So oh, we'll make a slight announcement on social media oh. if that happens. You can be assured. Keyword keyword slight there. I dig it, yeah. man. But we'll yeah. be on we'll be on the slight. lookout for that. <laughs> So, man, I didn't realize, too, that we had, like, so much in common in our backstories there, too, because at one point, you know, I just got back into the professional wrestling thing as as we're recording this, but during that time, I was also a personal trainer. I did some security at some rather questionable places, we'll say, you know, did some overnight stuff on the weekends, but, like, I didn't realize that we had so much in common, and, like, having this podcast has been an awesome platform to make me realize, like, 
I've got these kindred spirits all across the world that I've never got to meet in person, but like we share such similarities and backgrounds and it's an awesome thing. Like it's just no wonder now that we click so much after that first conversation we had. Like it's just, I was going to say the same thing. Click is a good word. Yes. And man, like another thing too, that really jumped out to me is we started all these conversations right before Thanksgiving of 2021 not even four days later after we had, you know, I think signed the documents, got everything back over to you and, you know, pretty much got like the images to determine what my logo was going to be and get everything ready to start going for the website. Not even four days later, including the holiday, I had a thank you card from like in the mail from you and being in a service industry myself and going above and beyond for people like I can't tell you how many volumes that spoke to me like what, what is it that like pushed you to that point? Cause it seems like that's not something that's across the board in a service industry. Like you would think it is for people. So what got you to that point? Well, look, I mean, I do feel it's a lost art. Mm-hmm. I feel it's uh get, it provides separation. Yes. Uh, with the clients that I do business with. And I, and I tell everybody, I, like I told you on the phone, I don't consider you just a client. If, if I'm going to be dedicating my time to you and hustling for you, it's a family thing. You're, you're, mm-hmm. I'm welcoming you into my inner sanctum, you know, and my attitude is, is everything that gets discussed has an implied right now after it, even if you don't say it. Yes. So literally, you know, as we ha- have an onboarding process, it's literally a process when a new piece of business comes in from a new customer as soon as all that paperwork is processed, part of that is, is I, here, I'll even show you. I got it right here. I get out a card. Yep. And I, I hand write a note and I address it by hand. I do it right there just so I, there's no delay. I just get it done and, and I literally run it out to the mailbox. Man. Hopefully, if it's late at night, I know they'll catch it in the morning. If I can do it in the morning, they'll go out that day. Yep. Because I want that thing to arrive quickly. Absolutely. I want, I want you or that other client to go, holy, how did he get that to me? So yeah. Fast? I mean, that's Are exactly what my thought was. And I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, like one of the key phrases for the job that I currently work is competitive urgency for taking care of our customers. And that, I mean, that just spoke volumes right there because, I mean, it's like it literally, like I was already satisfied, you know, being able to commit and work with you. But then it's like that just took it to that next level right there. It was just boom. We don't so take it for granted, man. We no, no, sir. It it's like, you know, I take it very seriously. You know, A, we want to do the best possible job for you to leave that glow, mm-hmm. that oh factor in whatever we do for you and how yes. we're treated because it's good for you. But if we do a really good job for you, I think it'll be that much easier for you to tell somebody else, hey, Corey did a really good job for me. Very true. And I mean, just speaking from my own experience, the, the comments I've gotten on my website that you guys updated because – Spoiler, before he did anything, he and his team did anything to my website, it was just a bare-bones website because I'm not a technical person. I was afraid of setting up my own website, but I knew it was a quote-unquote necessary evil of the voiceover business. You had to have something, but he took mine from, I'm just going to say like a .5 all the way up to a 15, like 
the 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 feedback I've gotten on this, the logo, man, like just it it pops. And that's that's also something I want to ask about too, because you have such a diverse, you know, family here in the Go Get It Nation. Like, how do you, like, I know with my process, I sent you, like, my old wrestling logo, some different things that interested me, but when you work with such a diverse clientele, how do you and your team hone in on what makes something, like, special and unique for each individual client? Like, how do you pick up on those little things that make a logo unique to me or Greg or whoever else may be using you? How do you guys narrow in on that? Well, the first thing is, and I mentioned this earlier in the conversation, I do a lot of listening. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't just, when you, you and I had a conversation, I didn't just hear what you said. I listened. I wrote a lot of notes. I was writing feverishly while you were talking to me on the phone. And I'm picking up, I'm picking up cues. And the other thing you got to remember is I spent a lifetime marketing people. Absolutely. Sit, interviewing, meeting, you know, listening to, finding out what makes these people unique, where they're coming to me and say, can you tell me what makes me unique? And I have to look around and investigate and ask questions. That's been my entire career. And I tell people all the time, hey, if you ask me to fix the brakes on your truck, I'm not the guy. Yeah. If you want me to, you know, build, uh, rebuild your kitchen, that's not me. I won't paint your house well either. But if you need marketing advice, if you need, you know, a slogan, if you need uh, a tagline, if you need a look, if you need something to capture attention, that is literally how I've paid for my entire life since I'm 19 years old. And I'm much older than that now. <laughs> don't look like it, though. I'll go ahead and say that right now. You do not look like it and you do not act like it. So it keeps well, you young. I, I'm, I, am, I am definitely longer in the tooth. <laughs> I used to pride myself in being the cool, young, hip manager or, you know, business owner or whatever. But uh, I know that's not me. But the point is, you know, to, 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 to answer your question directly, this is all I've known. This is what I've done. And, you know, I'm confident that I can listen and pick up cues and learn from just about anybody and present to them. Uh, something that'll capture attention. I'm very confident with that. Um, you know, I don't have a perfect batting average, but a pretty darn good one, none, nonetheless. I dig it. But, uh, I yeah. dig so it. This, yeah, like I said, I do a lot of listening, and look, I, I can't take all the credit either. I mean, my design partner, her name's Mel. Um, you know, who's, who's a creative director for the Distant Design team. She and I have a tremendous rapport. She speaks Corey Ease, so when I, you know. <laughs> communicate with her she's able to take you know what i say and filter it and spit it back out in a in a way um that i feel comfortable with before because everything you see i see first right and if i don't like it you don't see it and i man what you said right there actually speaks such volumes to me about speaking Corey ease like having somebody that is on the same page as you makes all the difference in the world i mean it's like you said earlier too you don't have to worry about it at that point because you know that you and that person are on the same page. You're going to get quality work and the job is going to get done. Like, man, oh, yeah. that's totally, that's an amazing totally. I relationship, team, man. I, I, look, I, there's a lot of things. I'm the name, I'm the face, I'm the go get it guy. You know, I'm, I'm the one on the front lines, but I have people that work with me that I can't do what I do without. Them. Absolutely. I mean, that's, it takes, it takes a village. 
It takes a village, and it takes a strong, motivated leader that is willing to delegate those responsibilities to bring those along with him. Man, so before we uh, before we flip the script here, I just want to talk about a couple more things. I know you'd mentioned you'd mentioned wrestling earlier, and you'd also mentioned promos. So, man, tell me a little bit more about the uh, the wrestling background and what kind of like piqued your attention there. Well, I mean, I was I've been a fan for a professional wrestling as a kid. I mean, I'm admittedly I haven't paid much attention to it since you know. Uh, I mean, probably since the days of like Stone Cold and then The Rock. Yeah. But uh, you know, I grew up in the era of uh, you know Gordon Soley and oh, yes. the Ar- the Armstrongs and mm-hmm. uh, the Four Horsemen. And, the um, best. You know, the, the best. Obviously, WWF as well with Bob Backlund and Bruno San Martino and the Iron Sheik. And uh, you know, I remember all those guys. And you know, it was just it was just something fun to do. But you know, I just as a you know, I like to pick up heavy things. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I'm a, I'm a larger guy. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I threw hands for a long time. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of boxing. And like I said, I trained MMA guys. I was one of the first, get this, this true story. I was one of the first 10 people in the entire world to hold a mixed martial arts conditioning certification. Really? Yep. Man. So, okay. That's something that I cannot gloss over. So like, because I know back at one point, you know, like in in the '90s, especially mixed martial arts and UFC was just kind of like uh, you throw a dart and see where it lands. You get a karate guy versus a sumo guy or something like that. So, how did you like? How were you one of that rare few to get that? You know, to get that distinction. So, I mean, like I said, I owned a personal training business, so I was already teaching soccer moms and high school and college athletes. Mm-hmm. I was using boxing as fitness. We were doing strength training, traditional stuff too, but I was always a fan of, you know, I remember UFC one. I oh, remember yeah. watching that live, you know, with Gracie and, mm-hmm. and Shamrock and Tank Abbott and all those guys. Oh yeah. Huge fan of all that. And I was incorporating some of, you know, whether it was flipping tires or hitting stuff with sledgehammers, that stuff that is now like every everywhere you throw a rock, somebody's doing yeah. that now. Yeah. That was very unique when I started doing it. And then I came across, there's a very um, prominent, I guess I'll, you'll call it a sanctioning body, like uh, uh, an association that gives uh, personal training certifications. They're mm-hmm. called NESTA, N-E-S-T-A. N-E-S-T-A, okay. Uh, very reputable. And the guy who ran that uh, was announcing that he was launching this MMA certification, coaching certification. Um, and as soon as, like, I was one of the first guys to jump on it. I was literally wow. one of the first 10 people to uh, to take the class. And literally, it was like, you know, a notebook this thick and seminars <laughs> and all this stuff. And, and then I just started applying that to my students for my gym. And, you know, whether it was a soccer mom or a high school football player, but then I started to get actual fighters that I was training to go fight. Not so much, here's how you kick or punch or roll or wrestle. Yeah. It was more of how do you stay in shape to go five, three minute rounds. Mm-hmm. The, the conditioning you know, is the biggest factor. You. Yeah. You know, so it was a lot of that type stuff. And I had something called beast training that was uh, brute exercise and strength training. Beast. Beast. I, I love it. I love uh, it. I did that for a while and I did boot camps and uh, 
you know, it was a whole cool thing. I and mean, I was always into, like I said, combat sports, boxing. Um, I trained for a while. I, I trained with former heavyweight champion of the world, Tim Witherspoon. He was my trainer. Nice. I uh, sparred with his son, who was a professional. That kid lit me up for the record. I was always too slow. <laughs> but, uh, so I always was a big fan. And when, when I heard that you were doing professional wrestling, I was like, ah, oh, man, this is my man. I got I got to get to know this dude. This is cool. Um in another in another lifetime, I probably would have would have tried that, but uh, you know, I got too much to lose now. Absolutely, and truth be told, I probably do too. But I'm a junkie for that performance, you know, that performance high. So, plus, have I'm, fun. Just be careful, man. That's that's it. And thankfully, too, man. I, I was telling somebody else about this. Um, you know, it's like coming back after having three years off and having more acting experience under my background. I've been able now to just emote more without actually physically getting slammed or anything like that. But it kind of goes back to what drew in the 70s and 80s where, you know, it's more relatable, not a bunch of flippy stuff and an unsafe ring because, like, some of these rings are just nothing but carpet and plywood. And I'm speaking from experience. So if I don't have to get body slammed on that, even if I do it safely, I'm still going to feel it. So I don't want I can, you get hit in the head with a fluorescent light bulb either. See, I have never done that, and in the entire time that I have, uh, I don't know how this has happened, but I'm adamant that it's never going to happen. I have never taken a steel chair or anything like that to the head either. So I'm, I'm keeping that streak alive as long as possible. I've had My enough concussions. Your tongue, young man. <laughs> Knock on some wood, too. Yeah, exactly. But no, thankfully, man, it's given me the opportunity to actually help some of these younger kids that want to learn more, too. And there's not as much ego this go-round from, like, some of the, I guess, you know, like the veterans that have never, I don't want to say haven't been anywhere, but, you know, the, the local heroes that think they know everything and think they the, dictate the everything. Circuit. Yes, very much so. There's not a lot of that right now. So, not that I'm a... a big name superstar by any means, but being able to take these acting experiences and what I have learned over my travels and just help these younger kids learn to slow it down and save their bodies and then emote to these crowds and just entertain them without getting hurt myself is awesome. And I'm also at the point where my son can actually finally see me do it. So I've, I've checked all the boxes at this point. So to be that, that boy's hero, man, (laughs) that's it. And man, I've learned too. Don't say that you're going to retire because I've said that like three times by now, but here we are. So I'm just going to let it ride off into the sunset whenever it's time, and I ain't saying nothing. Just be careful and have fun, man. Of course, man. That is it. Well, dude, like I can't believe we've been going almost an hour here. Like This has been a blast. So now this has become one of my favorite parts of season two. I am turning the reins over to you, the undisputed heavyweight champion, man. You... Are in yeah, you are in control of this show, and I am trembling with fear right now. I'm nervous. I am at your mercy. So let's uh, let's oh, have some man. fun. Come on, man. <laughs> you're, you're gonna be fine, man. You're 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 jumping from the top rope. You got nothing to be afraid Whew. of, mate. Um, let's go then, man. I'm ready. All right. So in that spirit, you know, because I'm a wrestling fan, and we kind of segued into that subject anyway. That's kind of where my line of questioning. All right. Starts. Who's the dream match against? Man, uh, there are so many people that, honestly, I would have to say, I know it, like, because he was, like, the guy that made me want to do it, it would be Shawn Michaels, just because, like, that is the guy. That's it. 
Okay. That was my first question. The, the next question is, so if you had to pick or rank NWA, AWA, WCCW, or WWF? Man, that is a tough question because I have favorites in every single one of those. But, man, I'm just going to have to say because he was one of my favorites and he's still in my top five and he was the AWA champion because of Nick Bockwinkle, I've got to go with AWA wow. and the, the, Nick Bockwinkle. the okay. hour-long match that he had with Mr. Perfect. And the fact, too, that he always made it a point to, like, study new words out of the dictionary so that he could be that bad guy that just you got mad at because he used a big fancy word that you didn't know the meaning for. That That is what drew me to him. Like, he wasn't everybody's cup of tea. Some people would say he was too scientific or boring, but... Man, he was just so entertaining. So that's okay. Nick Bockwinkle okay. and AWA. Okay, I wasn't expecting that for an answer. I was maybe thinking that you were going to go the Kerry Von Erich oh, man, route. It, honestly, it, outside of that, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson for uh, NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions, that's like a close 1A right there. Or the Road Warriors. Yeah, oh, my God. That's funny story, man. Uh, unfortunately, you know, like before he passed, I got to be uh, in the ring with Road Warrior Animal a few years ago before really? uh, down in Kentucky. He like there's an athletic commission, so he wasn't you know like licensed to actually physically compete. But I got to go in the ring and start the show off doing a uh, a promo with him, and I was the bad guy. He brings out the guy I'm facing, but man, just to be able to go in there and like have a verbal sparring match with him and hold my own was just. <sighs> Like, yeah, mind cool. blown, man. You're kind of going with the animal haircut. Little yeah. Bit. don't I, I did it myself, so I, I'm still knocking on wood that it's straight and even, so. Nah, it's cool, man. It fits. It fits. Thank you. Well, here, here's my, this last thing is not so much a question. It's more of a challenge. All right, let's go. Okay. You and I are going toe-to-toe for the World Heavyweight Championship. And you, you, Gene Okerlund has just given you the microphone and you get to, you get to sort of lay the verbal smackdown on me prior to the match. What is that promo? Oh, Corey Disson. I know you hear me when I say this and I want to make it very loud and make it very clear. I have all the respect in the world for you. You are the undisputed heavyweight champion of every single thing you do. You bring everybody up to your level. You don't stoop down to theirs. You elevate everyone and everything you touch. But Corey, man, it is time to pass the torch. Flynn has been sitting here. Flynn has been chomping at the bit. You can see it in my eyes. You can see how hungry I am, how driven. Corey, You have been ducking me. You have been dodging me. You have been using our friendship and our teamwork as a way to avoid giving me the opportunity because you know that you will lose. Corey, like I said, all the respect in the world, man. But by the time this is said and done, by the time I put that cross-faced chicken wing on you, you are done. And I will pick you up off the mat. I will shake your hand for setting the standard for where we are right now. And then I will look you in the eye and tell you that I will carry it even further. I will take that ball and run it into the end zone in no time flat and keep that momentum going. But Corey, we just got to get you to pass the torch first. And whether you want to or not, 
Brother, tonight it's going down. <laughs> Yay, bravo. And guys, there was no script on that either. That's uh, like I was telling him earlier, that is how I entertain people now trying to avoid getting slammed. So. And that, the only thing I have to say in response to that is what you gonna do when the hurting bombs and the throngs from Go Get It Nation runs wild on you. <laughs> well, let me say one more thing. Let me take that microphone back, Mean Gene. Corey, I'm going to take a page out of your playbook. What am I going to do? I'm going to go get it. Yes. There it Perfect is. Fist bump from Wade yes. Cali for you, my man. Man. Pans. Good stuff, brother. That is it. And guys, get ready because this was the preview for our season finale of season two. Our one-year birthday episode is coming up next week, so bring the party hats, bring the confetti, bring the adult beverages if you're of age. But more importantly, tell your friends. Guys, this has been the ultimate buildup, and I couldn't think of a better guest than Corey himself to help us get there. This guy, again, man, if you need marketing advice, if you need a mentor, if you need a logo design, website, whatever it may be, subscribe to his podcast, get connected with him on social media, go get it. Let this man and his team help you like they helped me. Like I said earlier, and I'm not exaggerating, I went from a .5, probably a zero because I'm being generous, and I went up to a 15 they took what I did and amplified it beyond my wildest dreams, and I cannot tell you enough how impressed I was with them. So I'm going to have links to all of Corey's socials in the show notes. I'm going to have links to his podcast for motivation throughout the week. Go get subscribed and check all that out, and come ready to celebrate next week too, because we are going to celebrate one year of the I Know You Hear Me podcast, and we're going to take it even further when we get to season three. So there's no stopping this momentum. And, man, Corey, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to come on here tonight, not only for this interview, but for all you've done to help me and get me on track and keep me motivated. So, brother, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Hey, man, thank you for, uh, you know, uh, allowing me to share the stage with you. Uh, It's been humbling. Like I said, I'm honored that, that you're putting me in the position that I'm in, that you spoke so highly of everything that I've done. I'm proud of you. I'm Thank rooting you. for you. And just know that I got your back, brother. That goes both ways, my friend. And guys, if you haven't already and this was your first episode, go get subscribed on whatever platform you get your podcasts on. Apple, Google, Spotify. We're on all of them. Go subscribe to Tales from the Haunt if you're into all things spooky or haunted house related. In a couple months, it's going to be haunted house season. So why not whet your appetite right there and get something, you know, just get ready to get scared. There's a lot that goes on on that podcast, and I think you should check it out. We're on all social media platforms. Links to everything is in the show notes. Get connected. Give us some comments. Tell me who you want to, you know, who you want to hear in season three. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Go get subscribed. And guys, not only that, go out in the world and do some good. The world needs more of that right now. If you're driven, go get your dreams. Make it happen. Leave some time for yourself in there, too, but make your dreams happen. Set the standard. It's The world is your oyster at this point, guys. Go grab what you need. This podcast is a prime example. So before I keep rambling on, and I'm going to end up being a broken record here in a few minutes, I got to say thank you all again for this whole year. This has been awesome. I got to thank every single one of my guests that's come on this far. Go back and listen to them all in the archives. You won't be disappointed. And guys, for myself... For Corey, 
I'm going to combine both of our of our catchphrases right here, and I'm going to tell you right now. Go get it, and I know you hear me. The I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode. 